This is a very special episode because I'm bringing on my partner, Michael K. Woods, who also happened to be an artist, a recording artist, that is. And you can find all of his work on Spotify, iTunes, and pretty much wherever else you can listen to music. Um, You know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and I thought it would be kind of fun to just get him on an episode and have a conversation with him and, you know, give you guys a chance to interact with us or, you know, hear how we operate as a Black gay couple in New York City and just our dynamic. Um, I hope you all are enjoying, you know, the Valentine's Day week as it approaches and just live life and know and understand that the right person is out there for you. And I couldn't be more happier. Razor Tongue. With my head of operations, the musician, (laughs) (laughs) and the boyfriend, Michael Woods. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm glad to be on. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Let's let's get into some things. Let's just talk to the people. um, See what's out there. Yeah. What do you want to talk about there? Yeah. Let's play a game. Uh-oh. Ten questions. Oh, am I ready for this game? I don't think I am. I think so. Uh, we don't play games a lot. I think so. I don't uh, think so. We don't play we play hide and seek. <laughs> pranks, but we don't play like charades. We're not the game playing couple. Yeah. I feel that. We're just too busy. Yeah. We'll like just put on a movie. Exactly. And just chill, yes. cook, bake a cake. Mm. Bake a cake. Yes. The strawberry <laughs> cake that you make every July 17th, my birthday, <laughs> is the cake, people. Yeah. Okay. What, what is this game? Let's just, you know, ask some questions, let the people figure out who we are, what we like to do, together and apart. Cool. I'm into it. Okay. First question. What is the craziest thing an ex has ever done to you? I don't know. I don't have, like, crazy experiences. I really don't. It's very much so, like, when I break something off, it's typically in a good way. Let's just say that. Like, not in a good way, but, like, in a way that we knew it wasn't going to work out. And we went separate ways. Maturity. I love that. Maturity. So I can't even think of anything crazy. So your exes could pretty Um, much just text you today for help. No. Mm -mm. Because my, as you know, my approach is I'm done with that. And it's over. Cut that hoe off. Yeah, that is very much so my approach. (laughs) But if I do see someone in the streets or something like that, it's like... You, I'm cordial. Like I show respect. High and, and bye. Just high and bye. I think mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't do that, but yeah, 
Yeah, I feel you. Okay. I love that. <laughs> this is a silly one. But oh, Lord. What is the first thing you're going to grab before Hurry came and why? Probably my fur coat. The fur coat? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And my computer. Face wash, face oil, body scrub. I mean, we've talked about packing a hurricane tsunami bag. It's important. I don't know. We in New York. We got all type of fucking hazards. Like, so I think you're hazards. a little bit dramatic. <laughs> it's not going to flood. I guess not. I don't know. But who knows? Let us know. Write us in. What would you pack or grab if there's a crisis? And a crisis could be, you know, anything. It could be a fire. It could be a flood. It could be... You know, you found out your crazy-ass man likes to eat rats, and you got to go. Yeah. What would be in your bag to escape? Yeah. Let us know. Why the rats, though? You know, I can't stand rats. The phobia. I have a very... <laughs> no one knows this, but this might be like... This might be striking to some. I'm not sure. I'm not afraid of rats. I feel like if you live in New York City, you need to suck it up. The rats are citizens, okay? They have rights. They ride the train. They also eat at our favorite restaurants. Like, this is just the reality of things. I wouldn't touch a rat, but I don't think we should be jumping and screaming about rats. It's New York City, you people. And I can attest that he is very much so not afraid of rats. And I'm the one who's jumping around. And, like, what is this? What is this? Oh, yeah, He's definitely the one afraid of rats. Um, yeah. Not afraid of rats. <laughs> All right, next question. Hmm. How would you describe my choice of music? You're like a musician. You study music. Mm. You actually make music. Follow him on Spotify at Michael K. Woods. Mm-hmm. Latest single, Night and Day, Many More to Come. They're all about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, yeah. how would you describe my music taste? I think uh, your music taste is definitely a mix between gangster, hip-hop. Yeah, um, nigga. And also, like, bad bitch energy music. Absolutely. Where it's like, uh, it's going to be a fun time. Like, it's fun, and it's just a vibe. You Do know? I hear a DJ career coming my way? I think so. I don't know. I think look. so. You you play some bops. I got to be honest. Like, sometimes you play some bops. But sometimes I'd be like, uh, I don't know about that. But that's your taste. Like, that's your taste sometimes, too. Like, I feel like it's good to know, you know, in any relationship where, like, you know, your music taste may differ or something like that. But I think we definitely vibe it out when it comes down to a lot of good stuff. Because, you know, I'm from Georgia. Like, trap, yeah. hip-hop. All that you know when when the trap song come on, I be I be ready to dance and have a good time because I'm a Georgia boy, you know. Yeah, uh, Michael's yeah. toxic trait is that he oh, loves gosh. future. I I hundred percent. He got some beats. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a Georgia boy, and it's like when you hear future, it's just like your head just naturally bob. Like I don't know why. I don't like. I don't know what he's saying vast majority of the time, but that beat. It'd be pretty good. Be pretty good. It's a toxic beat. <laughs> yeah, toxic. 
Perfect. Hennessy <laughs> with sativa. Perfect. But I also like Kendrick. Like Kendrick, he got messages that I think the community can like learn from and all that. I feel like it's good to have music where you can have a good time and also have music where you trying to tell people something, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite albums are probably from like the West Coast. Nipsey mm. Hustle, YG, mm. Joe Moses, Mr. Mm. RJ LA, um, Blast. I mean, I just, I think I, I prefer the West Coast genre of rap for sure. You know, I always joke and I'd be like, the West Coast rap is like, it just feel like it's more fun. It is more Like fun. the sun is out. You got your exactly. car all that back. But when you talk about New York or even in Georgia sometimes, that shit, it get too real. You be like, damn, you got rent to pay? I don't want to hear about this in your song, but right. it's real. It's real life stuff. Yeah. Um, but in that Cali hip hop, it's a vibe. Where's Rick Ross from? Huh? Where's Rick Ross from? Rick Ross? Yeah. He's from Atlanta, I think. And I do love Rick Ross. I think so. We need to Google that. Let's yeah. figure it out. <laughs> I should know that. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Which question am I going to choose? Which question am I going to choose? Oh, let's do a serious one. Oh, no. What is the one thing that make our relationship work? The fact that I'm just everything and more. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We communicate. Yeah. I feel like we're always in a very deep conversation <laughs> working through the kinks and just talking. We're open. I can come to you about absolutely anything. I'd be like, yo, I just had a Twitter beef about, you know, a photo shoot that I saw that I disagreed on. I can come to you about work. I can come mm-hmm. to you about personal stuff. I can just come to you about anything. And it'll be a, a deep conversation where we'll like literally figure out, you know, what's going on yeah yeah communication i feel that that. and the support too i feel like communication is huge and the support we give each other like we'll have an idea a wild idea something and like we'll find ways to uplift that idea and make it better and it's a mutual exchange in some way where exactly um we're constantly trying to find ways to grow and develop with each other um, not in isolation of each other. Yeah, we're constantly just yeah. like pushing each other to be our best selves. Exactly. A hundred percent. I feel that. Yeah, cute. I agree. That's cute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Bad Boys Club or PJ from Sweet Life of LA? If you can pick between the two. Bad Boys Club or PJ from Sweet Life? PJ from Sweet Life. Oh my yeah. God. Like... Bad PJ Boys from Sweet Life was a little crazy. PJ is a lot. He is. And Bad Boys Club is a lot. Yeah. But you know what's so like, funny? When I was growing uh, up, I always wanted... I was thinking this before it was even, I don't know, a conversation. Maybe other people were thinking about this too. But we needed a Bad Boys Club. And I was rooting for a Bad Boys Club. <laughs> <laughs> I would join in on Bad Boys Club, but I feel like this most recent or the newest season that they release is just, you know, it's just not a very good representation of what could happen mm-hmm. because I guess the black LGBTQ men are so 
strong in opinion and physically strong. They probably could have like integrated some sort of like challenge to diffuse the petty fights and drama that obviously was going to occur on the show. But yeah, so, you know, PJ from Sweet Life. No comment. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Only people who watch Sweet Life right. know that. But I mean, yeah. you know, I was surprised that the Zeus Network was owned by a black man. Like that what was shocking to me. Like Zeus is like a spinoff of like World Star Hip Hop to the yeah, second power. But I'm like, this is just this is just too much. It's a lot. Like it's I'm a like lot. I wish them well though. Like brothers keep getting y'all getting y'all money, all of that, but um yeah, it's just some stuff I just can't support. And I don't think they care about my opinion anyway. Because they're going to do whatever the hell they want. You know? There is a yeah. um, really well-known hairstylist on there that I think auditioned. I didn't really see it. This is all from just like a Twitter thread that I've been, you know, reading. But they're, mm-hmm. they're actually doing good work. He does a lot of the rap girls' hair. Um, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where I feel like... Who would deny a reality TV show offer? You yeah, know? a lot of people would. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would. I, I'm not judging reality TV mm. at all because I think some amazing people have come out of reality TV who's doing great work. For example, I'm going to say it. Cardi B. She's doing amazing work. She made fun music. And she also very much so, she's aware of the political issues. She is. She talked about the issues that she grew up with. And she's not forgetting the people that help her Absolutely. along the way. Like, it's like, you can still, like, do that type of content and everything and be fun and, like, living your life young. But it's like, what you doing after, you know, in the world? Like, it's very much so, we got to beat up our communities in some way. But I'm still navigating that myself, like... How to be show up more for the community? I think that's gonna be something we grapple with um, for the rest of our lives. You know, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. On that topic, what is the biggest misconception about, I guess, the LGBTQ plus community or just like the Black LGBTQ community? Like, what is the one thing that just like is completely false in the media that's always being portrayed? Yeah, I mean, I feel like portrayal of LGBTQ folks in media, uh, I think it comes from a place of truth in many ways. But that truth can sometimes be hyper-magnified when it reaches the mainstream and the mass, and the masses, you know? Like, I feel like there's truth. Yeah, we got a vogue and culture in the community and it's beautiful. We got people who are into fashion in the community and it's beautiful and people are killing it. And you also got people in business roles, leading communities, running for office, like all of these other elements that is just as valuable in some way too. So I'm like, when it comes down to portrayal of LGBTQ folks, I feel like we gotta recognize it's multifaceted. And I think the media sometimes get it wrong, you know? Um, Put some respect on our names. Yeah, like, put respect on it. And, like, no... I feel like every portrayal, like, you know, it. I do think it comes from some place of truth. Because it's like, if you got an LGBTQ person um, being put in the camera, like, saying their truth, that's their truth. 
<laughs> like that's just what it is. Agree. Like bad boys club, if they saying that's still truth, the LGBTQ folks who are, you know, I guess a bit more outspoken and like throw them hands, that's their truth. Because they also saying, Don't fuck with me. Because if you got an issue with me, it's gonna be a problem. So it's like all of these things come from a place of trauma. It comes from a place of so much, but I could, I could go down the rabbit hole with that. I know. But I got some wine in me. <laughs> Red wine on Saturday. Um, speaking of the Vulcan culture, let's shout out to all the girls who are, you know, a part of the ballroom scene, yes. who can vogue their asses off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still trying to get my niece to a point where I can duck walk or do anything. The double twist drop from Legendary <laughs> and Beyonce's album. Just, you know, highlighting... Everyone, every mm-hmm. ballroom scene. Oh yeah, you know House of Balenciaga, House of Mugler. Yeah. So many fun houses out there, actually, like really shaping and changing the narrative mm-hmm. of what that looks like. I'm glad you brought that up because I got a I question. Oh my god, related to that, Beyonce's Renaissance album or Homecoming, the live performance slash album. Which one? You know, both projects were so pivotal in her career. <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard. You, you cannot compare the two. They, they're both great bodies of work that represent, you know, two different sides of mm-hmm. the African-American community. But, you know, everyone could relate to something. But if I had to choose... I can't. <laughs> I can't. Homecoming can't Live was insane. I'm so pissed. I was son, man. Like, Homecoming was good. I really like Homecoming. It was a lot of energy in there. I love the whole band football energy theme scene. I went to Crenshaw High and like the band and the dancers was like a huge thing. Like going to the oh, football yeah. games was always like, you know, the event of like the month or the week. So mm-hmm. she really hit that on the nail, the head on the nail. Um and I'm so pissed that I decided not to go to Coachella that year and go the year after. And mm. I was actually living in LA at the time. So it was easier for me to actually make it up there. But I just, I guess I just didn't see it. Yeah. I also wasn't like a huge fan of crowds and dust and dirt. <laughs> but I yeah. wish I would have saw her live. I did see the stage the year after. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the Renaissance album. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song? My favorite song? You already know this answer. I do? Um, I will definitely say I am of the Cuffit community. Got it. Leading Shout out into, to me. Leading into <laughs> energy. Because <laughs> that energy. transition was magical. Whoever came up with that transition was brilliant. Seriously. like I was like, whoa. It was definitely like a good breakdown for yeah, sure. That Makes breakdown. Makes like... You know, get to the floor, dance yeah. all night. Yeah, and I I'm like that. The... It's like, it felt recent, but also a throwback, you know? It's like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's hard to encapsulate that feeling um, when listening to music. That's but true. Her producers are insane. Or actually, let me call on um, like Nova Wave. That's mm-hmm. their duo name, Two Black Women. Oh. Killing it. Um, you brought this up. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke about this. That's fire. From out of... 
I think Atlanta. Atlanta. I was going to say Atlanta. Atlanta they yeah. worked with her before. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah. But they're fire. And I feel like it's good to talk about the people behind the project, too. Yeah. Because when you don't talk about it, it can very much so feel like it's just, you know, yeah. one person doing it, which we know that's not the case. Exactly. It's a whole team. There's a song with like 25 writers. I mean, shout out to you all. I think that was Virgo's Groove. The best song. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. one of the best songs. Like, my favorite song yeah. is definitely America Has a Problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good album. It's Honey Dijon, who's also part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. who's a huge DJ based in um, New York. Yeah. And also, it's not coming to me right now, overseas. We we want to go there. What's cool? Who? What's the place? I think it starts with a B. A B? Um, Berlin. Berlin. Oh, yeah. She's also based in Berlin. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of places, people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How would you describe my personal style? Oh. Um, This is the moment of truth. If you say anything crazy. No, nothing crazy. Your style is on point. Um, Your style is very much so... Um, it's in your face. It's like it's definitely like I'm here. You're there. It's in your face, and it's amazing. Everything you put together, I'm always like, whoa. That's like I'm in awe of it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And you helped me like put my style together, and yeah, which I'm still unpacking. You have great style. but you know, yeah. I think style is very much so it transforms. Exactly. You just keep growing into it. And, you know, we in the music space and you in the fashion space. Um, I mean, and like in those two worlds, style is very much so important. And yeah, you definitely got it in your face. Um, aesthetic. Style. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a mix of like kind of like my music taste. I, one day I'm feeling a little bit more on the. You know, super masculine side where I just want to wear something baggy, Jordans, you know, a fashion sneaker, Balenciaga. Yeah. Um, and the next day I want to do like, you know, a boot with like a pant with like a top that's mesh and cut out. Exactly. So it just really depends. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have I mean, I guess you study music and you're also a professional musician. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me more about that. Let the people know what's going on. Yeah. How did that come about? Yeah, I've always performed. I'm a musician's Mm wife. (laughs) (laughs) I've just always performed, and I grew up singing. And my mom, she was in music as well. So when you're like in the house of artists and everything, um, uh, my dad's side, they were also into music. Um, Like my uncle, you know, was like dating Shaka Khan. And, like, it's one of those things where you just, you're always around it. Yeah. Um, Like, my uncle, he got a record deal, and he almost went big and all this stuff, you know, back in the days. And you grew up with this memory of these folks. And I remember when I sang for my uncle. Is this the one that was just like, is your man a model? Nah. No. This is someone else. This person died, actually. All right, Like, two years ago, something like that. Like, two or three years ago. And it was sad, because I remember I sang Summertime to him, and he was crying. He was, like, just tears bawling, because he was... He's 
yeah, he it was hard for him because he's that that music has a power that it has the power to like literally make emotions come about, and that's why I love it. Yeah, um, it can change perspectives. It can highlight new issues and. Um, my art is just so part of me, and I'm I'm growing every day in it, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Too. Can you give us like a acapella? A acapella? I, you know, I don't like when people ask me to do that. Uh-uh. Give us a little acapella, child. Shout out to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh, I was not expecting the acapella. Give us a little acapella, child. Let them know you can hit a note. You want to hit a note in the shower. Every time I play music, mm-hmm. you want to hit the notes. So this is the time for you to hit a good. I little mean, I can't acapella even. Child. I can't even hit <laughs> a note on the mic. You you about to get in trouble for copyright. <laughs> you know, so, hit a just give us a little vocal. Take us to the ceiling. I got a head to the ceiling. Hey, I got a head to the ceiling. No, that's a different song. But take us to the ceiling with a little acapella. Sing something acapella for us to hear, champ. Do a little love song, I guess. We can't pay for no lawsuit, so... I don't know what to do. Do Give us something. (laughs) (laughs) Michael K. Um, I want to bring it back to the previous question. What was one thing that shocked you about me when we first started dating? What shocked me... I mean, I feel like just how chill you were. Like, when it comes down to being chill, it is very much so hard to find. And that's always been my energy. And, like, yeah, I just remember, like, we would have probably some disagreement, and it wasn't, like, a big deal. Like, it was just like, okay, we disagreed on that. Let's move forward, and let's... You know, figure it out. Figure it out and go from there. And I really loved that about you because I was like, this is somebody where I really do think I can bring anything to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm a pretty chill individual. Like I'm I also feel myself breaking out of that not not being chill, but you know, being more outgoing, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a podcast, like, you know, giving my opinion, sharing my opinions, and mm-hmm. just being fun. Yeah, I'm chill. I feel you. But I will cut a bitch. Yeah. If I need to. Oh, right. yeah. We both will. Yeah. If needed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is we are very know? loving individuals, everyone. We are. <laughs> so very sweet. But um, I think yeah. oftentimes, too, we even spoke about this. And, you know, I've had therapy sessions with my therapist and, you know, people often think that I'm, I guess from appearance and like my resting bitch face, it's just the model face, mm-hmm. think I'm, you know, stuck up or snobby or bitchy or just, mm-hmm. but I'm very reserved. I'm a cancer. Shout out to cancers. Um, you just had to get to know me to like know who I am and understand me. And, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. like stuck up, but I can be, mm-hmm. you know, we're warranted. But you already know what I told you about that. Cause I feel like if anybody got preconceived notions of anybody, that person is like, or negative preconceived notions rather, 
um, like, I don't want that person in my life. Exactly. Like, it's very much so, like, if you got preconceived notions just from the mere appearance of someone, like, go get a life. Like, fuck you. Like, seriously. Like, yeah. Um, because, like, we it's can't not move it. through life like that. So. Exactly. Yeah. We've been protecting our peace. We're super selective on, like, where we go, what we do. Oh, yeah. Spaces we enter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, people yeah. we surround ourselves with and, you know, not from like a snobby standpoint, but like we just have, I think our peace is important and we just have a vision and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's good to just like say no and step back. Oh yeah. Cause people don't always have like the, your best interest at heart. Exactly. Um, I have a funny story. I got commissioned to do a shoot last year. I was actually going to LA when I signed the contract. We spoke about this. Mm-hmm. The individual that I consider like a dear friend, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't like best friends, but like this was a friend who I would, who could possibly call me for anything. Exactly. And I would help where needed. And, you know, I, I was preparing for this shoot because it was honestly one of my first paid gigs mm-hmm. in my entire modeling career. You know, I've done huge shoots, you know, for coffee table books that totally took advantage of me. And, you know, I've, I've walked the runway, all this good stuff. But this was like my first paid gig. And I was like, I was thrilled to have been, you know, I guess, given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Anyways, long story short, I was prepping for this, like, insanely. Like, I was in the gym. Like, I was working out. Like, the body I was remember. bodying. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this was like an underwear shoot, too. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm going to show chest and abs, like, I, I need to show up and actually, like, you know, do my, I guess, do my fair share of, like, what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the photo shoot, the person, <laughs> we don't do free promos. The person said, oh, like, I didn't actually think you would show up and look this good. And I was just, like, so taken back because I was just like, wait a minute, you, you know, brought this opportunity to me. Obviously, I'm a model, and, like, I don't do anything half-ass. If you know me, I do not do half-ass. I'm actually working on trying to, like, half-ass it because I'm always (laughs) being told I'm so extra, I'm so this, I'm so over the top. I was like, there's no one going to show up and not, like, deliver. So when I was, you know, when that comment was said to me, I was like, wow, like, I really have to, like, you know, have an open eye to the energies that's, like, around me. Because, like, mm-hmm. that was just so, I don't know, not motivating to say. Yeah. Well, you moved on. You, I have. You've done a shoot. The Savage X Fenty. Oh, shout out to and- <laughs> Like, you are shout killing Shout out to it. Kayla. Yeah. And, like, those moments, it just grow. It just make you better. Like, I feel like even in music... You get a lot of hate. Like, the amount of no's I received, um, you know, it's a common thing. But you also get a lot of yeses, too. Exactly. And, like, I remember I made a goal. I was like, you know what? I'm going to find a way to get to the Grammys. Mm. I'm going to find a way to get to the Grammys. And I got to the Grammys senior year in college. In college. Also a voting member. Yeah, and recently became a voting member, you know. Where, Congratulations, that's huge. Yeah, and I'm super excited about the Grammy season. And, yeah. Um, I think a lot of good artists coming through. But it's like, if I would have 
did that first know and was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I've got, look, you already know, I be going through it. So sometimes I'd be like, fuck music. Like, this industry is evil. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I'm also like, there's just so much. Like, people just tell me the stories, like, when they hear the music. And it just keep you going, really. It so, does. I'm proud of you, babe. Thank you. I'm proud yeah, of you. I'm super proud of you. For killing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll end on this note. Yeah. This is a good note. Um, a good note? This is a good one, right? I think so. I think so. Um, stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Let's drink the rest of this wine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>